All right, what's up, y'all? Welcome back. For anybody that's new, this is the Cajun Libertarian Live, and I am your host, the Cajun Libertarian. Uh, I'm glad to have everybody here. Uh, we're going to have an awesome time, I believe, as we always do. And so um, I got a few things to say. I can only imagine where this conversation is going to go, but that's all right, too. So um, very special uh, day today, putting out those promos and having a lot of fun. And so um, let's uh, let's let's get into the uh, little tidbits of it real quick. And so first off, if you have not joined the Libertarian Party Seafood Caucus, then you are missing out. Don't let FOMO get into you. Join the caucus. Uh, Tunica, Mississippi, we're holding an event and I am going to be there. I've got some very special roles. And so we are raising money to make sure that we can secure that spot. You can, um, here, I'll put it up real quick. There's the PayPal. You can donate right there. Uh, I've done this twice now, and I needed about $400 to get there. And we've already gotten about 200 or we're, yeah, about $280. We're only about 220 short. So, I mean, that's pretty incredible for two shows. So we got a little bit of a road to get there, but I'm pretty confident that we will. You can also donate on Clubhouse and Anchor is coming up really, really soon. All right, I'm taking that down. Done with that part. All right, more fun stuff. So if you haven't joined Clubhouse, please do. It's a lot of fun. Um, my team is excellent. I talk about them all the time. Y'all are absolutely amazing. Thank you so much. Uh, they have now set up an after party for every single show that I do. Um, we'll be joining into clubhouse and having a lot of fun over there, just talking and, and, and whatnot and all that. So be sure to, uh, check into clubhouse. If you need an invite, then please let us know in the comments because plenty of us do have invites. And so, um, that's, that's becoming a lot of fun over there. We'll host a party about nine fifteen or so right after this. Um, it may not be long, you know. It's, but it's usually pretty fun. So all that being said, let's go ahead and get to it. So, you know, I like to lead off these segments with I'm trying to put my phone down. I still actually need it because I'm, I'm go. I am still going in a different direction. Like I keep saying that because it keeps growing into different uh, routes and ways. And so I'm going to let this thing keep going organically. And so um, let's get to it. Kick rocks. But two weeks ago, I heard on the radio, uh, and then I looked it up for myself and watched the video of Bill de Blasio, the mayor of New York City. And this dude is on camera, literally eating burgers and fries and talking so down to us, talking so down to them, talking about, ooh, Look what this gets. When you think about cheeseburgers, you get vaccines. Or when you think about vaccines, you get cheeseburgers and compliment. Man, I just cannot stand that attitude. Please, I will find a way, y'all, to upload videos on here like a like a real podcaster, right? And, and so you can see these things firsthand. You can always go back, though. Google it. Bill de Blasio, burgers, vaccines. It's incredibly condescending. 
I cannot stand the way these people pretend like they can talk to us like this. It's incredible. They're so detached from reality. It's unbelievable. Anybody that watches that video with a normal sane mind is going to go like, dude, are you serious? Double fingers for real. That's incredible. It's so disrespectful. You know, we pay them. They work for us. Period. Okay, I, I'm not going to go deep off into this because I don't want to go into the wrong direction, but <clears throat> I'm going to say this real short and quick. If you're running around beating up and abusing Jews because of what's going on in the Middle East or whatever reason you might have, seriously, that unreal. Stop it. That's crazy. I mean, what, what year is this? My goodness. I could say a lot about that, but um, yeah, I'm going to leave it there. Uh, so the last one is last week uh, I got a 24 hour ban on Facebook. And the reason I got that ban was because we were messing around with the uh, seafood caucus debate stuff. And I posted a meme uh, of Jack Black from Ch Tropic Thunder. And um, it was him in his underwear. I mean, he was fully clothed, right? And I'm guessing somebody reported it. I, Who knows? Anyway, I got banned for 24 hours because that was quote-unquote nudity. And now whatever you may think about the next subject is really irrelevant. But, uh, comparatively, it's super relevant. Uh, I see stuff in my story up at the top line, at the top there all the time, like half-naked chicks, all that stuff. And I get banned for 24 hours. Uh, my two teammates get banned constantly for ridiculous garbage. Uh, get banned while they're on a ban. I mean, this is ridiculous. We've got to build a better flat platform. We are, uh, <laughs> we are all, we all have to help build build a better platform. I'm sorry, I'm reading one of the comments. That's funny. Um, that's crazy. I mean, th this is getting out of control. I mean, we have to stand up and say something. This is getting out of control. All right. And so Bill de Blasio, uh, Facebook, and anti-Semites, you can all GTFO and kick rocks. That's ridiculous. Come on. I could talk the whole time about that. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's just crazy to me what's going on. But that being said, there's the kick rock segment. I like that segment. Um, yes, Brian, G-T-F-O-H. All of you, all of the above every time. Kick rocks. Anyway, on to just a thought. So this is where I've really started to switch it up again. Um, I was writing something and then I would read that. And that was a great segue into the next evolution of what we're doing here, which is still very young. This is still very in its infantile stages. Um, and I appreciate every single person that's always here. It's like incredible. Thank you so much. Um, it, it's just amazing the amount of support and 
my goodness, just everything. It, it's incredible. Thank you so much. We all just started this. I have an amazing team. I I just can't speak enough about them. I'm I'm truly, truly blessed. And so um, I guess that is a good way into just a thought. So I'm not going to write or read anymore. Um, I'm just going to speak on some things that I want to carry on about. But same thing, though, right? Two to three minutes, maybe. Um, I made a tweet about this not long ago, and it was like my first kind of popular tweet, I guess. I'm still very young at Twitter as well. I only have about 700 followers, and I'm only like a month and a half old. So I'm still getting used to Twitter. If you're a Twitter follower, I'm, I'm trying. I'm getting there. Um, but I made a tweet about it and I'm not going to read, I'm trying to pull it out the top of my mind, maybe not quote for quote, but, uh, it said, it doesn't matter if you're the smartest person in the room. If you're an asshole, nobody wants to work with you. Be nice. Right. And that's so important that if we're going to lead and be a part of a movement, then we must lead with character Character matters. Integrity matters. And my personal definition or motto of integrity is uh, doing the right thing when nobody's looking. You know, uh, this this movement needs character. This movement needs strength. It needs passion. And so nobody's going to want to work with you if you're just a douchebag. It does not matter if you have the best plan. It doesn't matter if all of your philosophical ideas are what you would consider the best. If nobody's going to get along with you, then nobody's going to work with you. And, and you're not going to have a village to build off of. And this movement needs a foundation. It needs a village. It needs people. And we have to be able to get along. And not just that. We have to set the standard because we all are libertarians. We're all independents, anarchists, menarchists for a reason because we want to set the standard. If we're going to set the standard, then our maturation level needs to be at an, at a top high. And that's going to require character. That's going to require wisdom and discipline and patience. And I've got a long way to go. Most of y'all are far ahead of me. You know, I'm, I'm telling you, every time I talk about this, it's about me. You know, um, I'm just hoping that the information touches somebody. But if we're going to, to lead a movement, if we're going to rein, rein people in and we're going to keep them, and we're going to change this thing bottom up grassroots, then we have to be wise. I have to be wise. I've got to be better. We are all needing more of, uh, of this. And we're all needing more of the process that it takes to get to where we're at, where we want to be. Sorry. And um, yeah, I see a lot of comments. And so I will land with this. Um, it's something I've said quite a bit. We have the momentum. We have the tools. We have the talent. We are going to put our foot on the gas, and that's going to take leaders like y'all. And so we have to continue this. We have to be the example. We have to set the standard. Take it or leave it. That's just the thought. So now on to your comments. And I will try to get back fast because there are a bunch what's up what's up what's up a lot of that yo 
Matt, Brian, Clubhouse. A lot of Clubhouse comments. Nalik, all the cool clubs, or all the cool kids join Clubhouse. I messed up her name again and then stumbled over the words. Nalik. I've been practicing that and practicing it, and then I get over here and boom, fail miserably. Story of my life. Ashley, there it is. Thank you. All that. Bill de Blasio, get the out. Kick rocks. Stacy Pressman, if you're watching, she's the libertarian candidate for the mayor of New York City coming up. The mayoral race. Uh, she's coming on the show. And so let's take de Blasio, have him kick rocks, and then we can move uh, Stacy Pressman in his spot and actually do some good in that city, which desperately needs it. Oh, my God, New York is rough. Let's see. Let's see. Just trying to scroll here. Wow, there's just a lot. I am trying, y'all. I promise. I need an assistant for this for real. <laughs> Nalik, <laughs> you ain't lying, are you? Oh, man. Anyway. Oh, I like that right there. We all need a tribe. Yes. So a lot of this takes community. You know that uh, a, a lot of y'all fully know well that uh, I speak a lot on uh, mental health. And that that's not specific to mental illness because we all have one stage or another of mental health. Right. And so uh, we all need a tribe, that community aspect. Right. And so some of us are we do better with certain instances uh, where we can be alone. Right. But um, we all need each other. We all need people and we all have to be as healthy as we possibly absolutely can be. And um, <laughs> I mean, I just can't say it enough. The whole reason I got all into this was, I mean, you know, it was a couple of shows where it was like, all right. And then somebody asked me to do it. And so it's like, okay. And this thing grew into showcasing the fact that we actually are winning all over the country. We're winning. I mean, it's incredible. We need the tribe. We need the community. We have to squash that idea of libertarians can't win because that is an absolute lie. I got to put this up here. Yes, it is. Yes. Yes, true. You are right. It absolutely is. Thank you, my friend. Clubhouse. I was on late. What's this, bro? It's a new app. You need an invite. Hit somebody up in the commentary and they will shoot you one. <laughs> Sounds like you need a Craigslist ad for a mic to right? Yes, winning. We're going to keep winning. Ashley says, need an invite? She's got it. Zach says, everyone join Clubhouse. All right. And so, I liked it. A lot of fun. Um, I'm very surprised that the comment section hasn't gone in a specific direction. Right? Um, 
because everybody that watches the show typically, you know, follows my Facebook page and all that. And so Tamelia Farms Rogers says, keep preaching. Um, I would love to, but I will rant too much and I will start to recycle the same information as anybody does when they begin to talk too long. And so, I, I mean, I love ranting about it and you catch me on Clubhouse. I will talk way too much, you know, but. um, Yeah, I, I want to keep preaching. I mean, it drives me nuts. It drives me nuts the way these people that Bill de Blasio thing. And then I'm. Oh my God, I would, my blood was boiling, boiling. Like how the, you're going to talk to us like that. I'm not in New York, right? I'm in South Mississippi. Yes, I'm from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Ask Spike Cohen to join the Seafood Caucus tomorrow. Zach, my man, Spike Cohen is already a part of the Seafood Caucus. He finally joined the cool crowd, and then he's coming on the show. He made a meme about it, or I'm sorry, I made a meme about it, and then he commented that he finally made it. He has finally arrived. That's not true, but I love that comment. So did a lot of people. Yeah, excellent. And so, anyway, I've got to be careful with my words on the internet for obvious reasons, but that Bill de Blasio Oh my God. I, I was driving too, driving and ready to come out the truck. Oh, oof. Yep. Sounds like you were a New England lobster getting boiled. No, incorrect. I was a Louisiana Cajun crawdad reaching the point of a rolling boil. So, yeah. Thank you, Nelly. He's already a part of the Seafood Caucus. Spike Cohen's coming on the show tomorrow. Great Memorial Day episode. Um, that actually was unintentional. Uh, Brian Lambrick, great, awesome. I love that dude. Um, Matt Wright, love that dude. Sarah, I, mean, I again, I shouldn't start naming names like that. Anyway, Brian Lambrick started talking to us and um, started talking to me. And that's how we got hooked up with Spike. And it was accidental that would it that would come on Memorial Day. And so that's that's very awesome. Um, great Memorial Day special show tomorrow. Perfect timing. And so um yeah, Brian is good people. Yep, for sure. Like him a lot. Um that's about it. Be sure to tune in tomorrow for an exclusive spike special no kidding absolutely <laughs> yes to me a great accident no question and so um i hope you all enjoyed this um we're at about 20 and a half minutes but i don't see a lot left to go and i'm not going to just sit here in dead silence and, and trying to scroll through comments to find something i love the comments um incredible i don't want to keep going off on preaching uh yeah a lot of stuff about new york i mean new york's in a lot of trouble y'all a lot of trouble king cuomo i mean that dude's in, wrapped up in so much scandals so many scandals it's incredible all right so back to the nonsense there you go you can donate right there 
You can donate to Stripe. I will be having all of these uh, translated into audio files to be uploaded onto Anchor FM. And so then you'll be able to donate to that Stripe. And so Clubhouse, Anchor, and PayPal. Yes. I was going to say pay libertarian. That does not make much sense, but whatever. Probably does make sense. Anyway, PayPal. Yep. Y'all got it. Uh, we're so close to the goal. I'm headed over to Clubhouse. I will see you there. Um, I will also see you tomorrow. Almost the same Cajun time. We will be 30 minutes earlier tomorrow. It will be 8 Central tomorrow. All right. With Spike Cohen. Great episode. Um, almost same Cajun time, but absolutely the same Cajun channel. I love y'all very much. I will see y'all tomorrow. What's up, y'all? You know what time it is. Welcome back to the Cajun Libertarian Live. I'm your host, Cajun Libertarian. And so uh, we're back with another solo segment. It's just me and you. And usually I uh, I write something for this and then I read it and we just have fun with it. But I've been in um, that uh, app, social media app, uh, clubhouse lately and it's very open forum and i'm really loving that over there so if you get a chance to pop in over there please do because it's it's excellent and it's going really well and so i'm actually using that format somewhat tonight because it's not you know audio with everybody available and so but i wanted to use the open forum part and that's why i captioned the promo like i did and essie says blurp it up <laughs> oh that's funny 
<clears throat> and so what I said was, if you didn't catch the promo, thank you, Patricia. It's your first time. Thank you very much for joining us. I think you're going to have a lot of fun. Everybody has a lot of fun. It's always a bunch of comments. And so at any rate, um, I said, what do you want to talk about? And there's some comments we'll go over and then uh, we'll get into the comments that are going to pop up here. So uh, I, some of y'all know last week I introduced a new segment into this episode called Kick Rocks. And I went over some of the um, the CDC stuff and a few pontificators and, you know, that, that really made me upset and all that. Um, and so tonight uh, I wanted to actually lead off with that, but let me tell you a story real quick. And so um, Monday night I interviewed Nicholas Wildstar and he is running for governor of California. And you, I, most of y'all probably do know that in California right now, there's the recall with um, Gruesome Newsome, as Nick Wildstar introduced me to. And uh, we started getting into it and all the things that he's doing on the ground is just incredible. And the movement that he's had and um, him working with the Libertarian Party in the past and now working with everybody that he can and ex explaining Cali and all that. And I, I thought it was going really well. That dude's great. And then um, in the middle of the interview, my two-year-old daughter decided that she was going to unplug the Wi-Fi. And then uh, actually just a few seconds ago, it, it, it caught my eye again up in the corner. I was getting nervous about it again. So she unplugs the Wi-Fi in the middle of the interview and shut my whole side of the operation down. And so I'm losing my mind, right? Because here I've got a guy coming on, <laughs> taking time out of running for governor of California to come and talk to me and y'all. And we already had some trouble that day because I got banned from Facebook for 24 hours. And so it had to be a YouTube exclusive. Thank you to my friend that did that. You uh, actually drew a lot of traffic to the YouTube channel and a lot of new subscribers. So thank you for your service. You are the real hero. And I did put out a post about that. However, in the middle of it, with the Wi-Fi shut down, I'm losing my mind trying to figure out how in the world is this. I wasn't even sure on his end if it was working. I didn't know if the whole thing got shut down or not. And so I, I'm just panicking. I'm shoving my table out the way, getting equipment out the way, with trying to get it thrown on the ground so I can go see what's going on and fix it. And um, I can hear in my bedroom where my wife watches and listens to the show. Thank you, babe. You are the best. I could not do this without her. That is not a passing compliment. That is a 1,000% fact. If she wasn't here and on my team, this would be impossible. And so I hear Nick on her phone saying, just talking, right? Just going. And then the next thing I hear is, hey, my man, are you still there? And now I'm really flipping out. I'm just absolutely losing it because I'm already in an almost full sprint uh, to my daughter's bedroom because I assume that that's what happened. And I run in there and, and my two-year-old daughter is standing there with the plug to the Wi-Fi in her hand. And um, eight times out of 10 that we've lost Wi-Fi, I've had to call the internet company and be there for 20, 25 minutes just to get the Wi-Fi turned back on because there's always some sort of glitch with mine where I can't just do it myself. And um, and so I plug the Wi-Fi back in real quick, and I'm just I'm, – I'm, 
at this point, I'm like, I'm guess he's just, you know, they'll end the show and it'll just be, be there. Right. Just an empty blank background like this with nothing. And, um, I get it plugged in and I run back out here. And then all of a sudden I look on as I'm passing through to see if that he's still on the show by himself. Um, I could see that the internet kicked back on and I jumped back on and then we finished the interview and it was great. And, um, that is, uh, that is the first time that happened. I'm praying that that's the last time that happens because that was a full-blown, just chaotic moment in the middle of a special interview. And um, so for that, my two-year-old daughter, Sailor Rain, you can kick rocks for unplugging my dang Wi-Fi in the middle of an interview with a guy running for governor of California. Lord have mercy. And so anyway, uh, I'm a da- she's a daddy's girl. I was going to say, I'm a daddy's girl. That wouldn't make sense in any um relationship to what's going on here uh no i'm not a daddy's girl um she's a daddy's girl and uh, i love her very much she is awesome but yeah for right now this week she can kick rocks and so uh moving on to just a thought usually like i said i read something and then we get into it and patricia says kid proof your wi-fi and uh you know what i did kind of it's very jerry-rigged. I've got a table pushed up against the box that plugs into the wall until I can get an actual casing for it to screw over it. So y'all can all laugh about that too. Very redneck. I'm not redneck. I'm Cajun. But we are where we are. So I'm trying to kid-proof it. We'll figure it out. <laughs> it was a funny story though. Uh, in the moment, it was terrible. Uh, like I said, I was oof. Thomas, thank you, my man, for the convenience of multi-screen. I'll be joining you on YouTube tonight. I appreciate that. We need that traffic over there. And so, like I was saying, um, not to beat a dead horse, usually I read some, I write something, and then I read something, and then we get into it. Um, and tonight, what I wanted to do is just really just talk with y'all. And so that's why I put the post out, and I'm going to go through a little bit of the subject matter real quick that was in the comment section of the original promo uh, that I put out because there's some good content in there and as always or you know hopefully there's i think a lot of people a lot of new people joining tonight i'm a very honest and open person i'm not scared to talk about pretty much anything uh but first and foremost what you'll learn about me if you're just joining tonight is i will tell you flat out immediately i don't know if i don't have the answer or if i'm not solid about something philosophically or anything of that nature i'll just tell you i i don't know Refer to the comment section. You ask anybody behind the scenes, I t- they, they'll tell you. I tell them all the time, dude, you know, 80% of my comment section and people, if not more than that, are smarter than I am or, or they know more about a lot more specific subjects than I do. And so I'm just a facilitator. Um, I'll answer it as best as I can. I'll give you my opinion. The lick says came out of the grocery store grocery store just in time. And that grocery store would be the tundra of Alaska, not an actual grocery store. So you'll be hearing more about that. And you know what? I'll go ahead and give it a, uh, I, I keep delaying this little part. I don't know why I'm not trying to, I'm just, you know, having fun with y'all. Um, there, we do have some, uh, uh, an announcement coming up here pretty soon. Um, I'd love to give it now, but we're going to wait. Uh, and figure out 
how we wanted to to announce it, but uh, Eskimo Libertarian and I are working something together. And so I'll leave it at that. Let's see. Uh, let me read this real quick. Let me read this real quick. California Democrats are screwing with the system. You don't have a chance. Newsom should have been recalled two months ago, but Pelosi is trying to get Feinstein to resign so she can appoint her nephew Gavin Newsom to her Senate seat. Senate seat. California's a wreck right now. I mean, look, that's just flat out the case. And so that's good, though. That's good for us, right? Because there's plenty of opportunity for us to spread the message over there in Cali. And we're doing that. We've got a Libertarian Party candidate running for uh, governor. We've got Nick Wildstar running for governor. I mean, we got some real, real potential over there to change, like we've always talked about, from the bottom up, you know, from the grassroots level. Essie. Okay. And so, yes, I actually am going to keep doing that. That's not going to be just a few more things or just where it was. Uh, I'm going to keep doing that. And we'll touch on that a little bit tonight for sure. For sure. And so, before I even get... Are you working at a profit? <laughs> no. Before we get any further, um, let me start getting through the comment sections of the OP because a couple of them are very important. And um, I, I really want to for y'all to hear what I'm saying on that specifically. And so the first one that I remember, um, I'll go back to either any of them that, Hey, Stephen Marsh, stop messaging me, man. I'm in the middle of a live. <laughs> I love you, bro. He's great. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Going at it. First one. Israel. Yep. I thought so. The Israel-Palestine debate. Here's what I have to say about that. And I've said this on Twitter, and I'll, I'm sticking with it. Um, I'll die on this hill for me specifically until it comes to something different. And that's, you know, probably going to happen. It's kind of happening. But as of right now, uh, what I feel about the Palestine-Israel conflict and what's going on over there and what's transpired over the last couple of weeks or several thousand years or longer. Um, not to be dismissive of it, but I can't do anything about that over there. I can't change anybody's mind over there. There are people that watch this show from around the world, but I highly doubt somebody that is uh, living in that scenario right now is paying attention to what I have to say. And so <clears throat> I'm going to focus my energy and my space on the things that are in my backyard. The things that I can change, that I can actually effect change and progress on, then yes, that's what I'm going to focus on. My heart goes out to the people in the Middle East all the time. That never changes because that's a thousands of years old holy war. Okay, there's a lot of biblical aspects to that. Everybody knows I'm a Christian. Everybody knows I love Jesus. I'm not going to preach to you about it. We can go on and on about um the semantics of all of that but the point of the matter is is that i have issues in my backyard and some of my backyard is this audience is this comment section and i'm going to focus on that because i know i can affect real change there that's my stance on it i know it sucks 
it's whatever. I'm not being a politician. I'm telling you straight up how I feel about it. Um, this is how I feel. I'm going to focus on the things that actually I can actually put my hands on. I can't do anything about that over there. Randy Baker, if you're watching, please explain in the comment section because I don't understand why those fancy printed blankets always have the comfy side out and then a side against you is rough and scratchy. I don't know, man. My man, uh, turn your blanket around. Let's tell you. Safe water in our community, says Tanya. Give Americans water before aid to foreign countries with money we are borrowing. All caps from China. I don't know how to respond to that. That seems, you know, I need some more detail, right? That's a little bit too vague. Um, there's money that comes from China that goes to a lot of places. And who doesn't have water? Um, if we don't, you know, a lot of people don't have as clean as water. And obviously Flint, Michigan is going through their thing or has been. I'm sure there's many places like that. I'm not trying to dismiss it. But um, I'm not sure how China money or what China money has to do with our water. Like, we don't need to conflate two things. Um, and I could be totally wrong about that. Let me know if I'm wrong. Tell me. You guys are not shy, and I'm not uh, afraid to take the criticism. You, you know we do this. Uh, I, I'm not sure what what that's talking about there as far as you know, money, borrowing money from China and having safe water in our country. Um, Americans, give Americans water before aid to foreign countries. I mean, we, we could do a lot. That, that That's a multi-month situation there about foreign aid before we're taking care of our own. Shannon, uh, I saw you in the comments already. Um if you want to just explain to everybody what you're talking about here, uh, again, I absolutely appreciate all of your input. And there's a lot of them here. I'm not going to go through all of them. But the ones that I do feel that I want you to talk about and that I want to learn about, that's not a joke. You guys teach me way more. Again, I'm just a facilitator. I, you can ask a lot of these people um, that we've been talking to in Clubhouse. I'll tell you straight up, I'm not a policy law guy. You know, I, I don't know a lot of this stuff. So we're all a team. We all have specific individual um, attributes to, to give to the movement. And Ashley Greer-Smoot says, school choice. Uh, that one I can talk about because I actually brought that up in Clubhouse. That's a big deal to me, and I'll go ahead and, and tell you why. Um, my almost teenage-year-old teenager daughter is um ha she's been pulled out of school since the covid crisis and never or covid pandemic and never wanted to go back to her school because of just you know school stuff and she didn't like it there and the atmosphere was toxic wasn't good for mental health and so i immediately started well i've been talking about this for a while but um we really need school choice because she doesn't want to go back to that school. We don't want to send her back to that school, but because she lives in uh, this specific at this specific um, address, then she has to go to that school. And then the other alternative is her mom and I, who's my ex-wife. This is a daughter from a previous marriage. 
just had this conversation where she's trying to ship, ship her to Utah because she's, you know, mentally more sound up there and uh, mentally more healthy up there. And so I would rather exhaust our efforts in changing school choice and figuring out a way that we can get each individual parent and student into the right teacher's hands as much as possible. Um, again, I'm a Christian. I believe that teaching is a gift. I think uh, there's a lot of teachers that are never were never gifted to be teachers, and, um, and teachers' union are, are pretty much a testament to that. Uh, but the teachers that are out there that are super special and like that's what they have the heart for, those are the ones that deserve the money. And those are the ones that deserve the students. And I think we need to um, specialize in that. And if any of y'all want to do like an entire episode on school choice, I would love that. My bromo, uh, Kevin Hobby, is fantastic. He's in introducing a bill in the House of Rep Representatives in Oklahoma. Sorry. And um, we've got a lot of information on that. I learned so much from asking that one question. And we, we've got to get to that, y'all. We have to. We have to We have to let that cream rise at the top. That free market education has to be at the top of our list because there's a lot of things that people don't like about the certain school, about the school system and certain curriculums. We need to be able to um, give our people choice instead of wielding the government against them and talking about banning. So we, we've got to make the right moves forward there. Kayla says vaccine passports. I hate them. I don't know what else to say. Um, hate them. Hate the idea. Scares the hell out of me, even with private businesses. I'm not that pretentious libertarian that just says, oh, they're a private business. They can do what they want. Well, you know what? When the government starts talking about we'll give you certain benefits or we're going to strip your benefits, you can do what you want. Right. And do I need to say much more? Uh, it's scary. Um, vaccine passports. Very scary. Essie says bromance. You know what, Essie? You're right. You were the first one that said it during Kevin and I's interview, and it has blossomed. I'm sorry. That's my dude. Yes, we are bromos. Bromance. <laughs> the romance is real between you two. Oh man. That dude's extremely smart. Matt says, that's my brother-in-law. What's up, bro? Matt says, I'd like to hear more about school choice. Yes, it's a huge issue for the libertarian community. Um we need to, Shannon says all cute. Um, yeah, we need to have school choice. We, you should be able to send your kid wherever you want. And so one of the uh, one of the things that Kevin was talking about was the fact that since we're in, and I kind of brought this up, but he was able to, you know, extrapolate or really to highlight the more important um, variables of how this can work bottom up. You know, obviously that's what we do here, right? Is is we're bottom up. And so um, there's ways that we can do that, right? We can work with the system that we have. There's a lot of people that want to overhaul the entire system. Great, me too. I'm on board. But we need to be pragmatic about it and realistic. 
And so we need to work with the tax codes that we have now. We need to work with the tax laws that we have now. We need to work with the property taxes that we have now. Um, because if we can shift some of that money uh, from the school to the actual individual student, you're already paying for it, right? You already pay taxes. You already pay for public education. So let's put the focus on the student rather than the school. And we can put the focus on the student rather than the school. Then you'll have the teachers with more of an ability to be able to cater to that student's specific needs. And that's why I say teaching is a spiritual gift. Um, if you read the Bible, it's in there. You may not believe the Bible, and that's fine. But teaching is still very valuable. Edu education is still very valuable. And so we need to put a focus on that. Your kids should be able to allow, should be allowed to go where they want to learn from the teachers that you see fit with the most fit environment. You're already paying for it. So why can't you just go to the school or why can't your child just go to the school that they want? This is an easy win. This is something that's happening all across the country is that we are winning these small battles at the school board level. I just had Sha uh, Sasha on what Friday night. And we talked about how, I mean, look, he worked with uh, two progressive or two liberals, of or I think it was two progressives and an anno anarcho-communists, you know, and they won school board and they're working towards better school choice together. I know a lot of people are like, man, I can't work with those kinds of people. We have to try. There might be some common ground in a very specific area that you can find. And right now, the conversation about is the government bad or not, that's done. Everybody's pretty much on board with that. And so we need to find that we need to attack the void that exists between different ideologies amongst common people, right? And so the first way we can do that is by our approach. And, you know, I've been talking about that a big time. Big time been talking about that. Our approach and the conversation is everything. Starting off our relationships right and then continuing that relationship. Comments. lot of comments. A lot of the fact that we're talking about school choice. I mean, I love that. That's a huge topic topic for me. I sure wish y'all could have been in clubhouse, man. Uh, I, I didn't know like it's like an invitation thing only. And then um, you have to be so active and do so many things for so long to even create more invites for you to give invites. It's, it's a little different. Um, I wish y'all could have been in there. If you're on Clubhouse, if you're in there, then you can always just follow me. And anytime that I'm in a room, follow me, follow Spike, follow um, Libertarian Redhead, follow, uh, golly, I'm just going to blank it right now. You know, I'm on the spot. I shouldn't have even tried that. Follow everybody that you know, and when they get into a room, it'll pop up for you, right? Caitlin Cloven. Um, everybody's in there right now and, and it's just an open forum discussion uh eskimo libertarian thank you essie you know we're all up in there everybody we all commune with um we're there and we're talking shannon was there today i mean it, it's fantastic 
And there's there's just people that are much more uh, skilled at being able to communicate these these messages more than myself. I'm more of a philosopher. I can kind of look at a scenario at its whole on a macro level and see how I can adjust that um, individually to make the atmosphere better and to make it more conducive for winning and things of that nature. But as far as policy and law goes, you know, I have people around me that can fill that void. And a lot of y'all are there and um, don't, don't, don't ever think that saying that you don't know something is, is a weakness that, that there's always somebody, even children that know more about a certain subject than we do. We can learn from anybody. But can we talk about OCS and family court? You could talk about anything you want in the comment section. That's what I'm saying. Uh, I, I don't know how to address that. There's going to be different language for the law in different states. I'm not sure what OCS is. And family court's going to differ from state to state. Shannon, correct me if I'm wrong. I think you're in uh, Alaska, but you're from Louisiana. So that's going to be very interesting. So. Please, uh, please talk about that. I got to go back up to a comment. Teen uh, SC Fielding. Let me put it up here. Teen suicides are primarily due to the mental health issues that are created by kids getting bullied. Those numbers are increasing. Okay, that's awesome. I love that. Not that that's awesome. You know what I mean? But the fact that it's tied into the school choice situation because again if you have the option i can send my kid here i can send my kid here wherever i want to send them i can because i'm already paying for that education and then oh look let me tell you this too through this conversation i found out that uh california was leading uh the country in like some charter chart in charter schools and so that's an option because when you're basically privatizing education uh, not necessarily privatizing because you're already spending that money on it, tax taxation, uh, but opening up to the free market and just, you know, you can go where you want. Uh, charter schools like to come in, and a lot of that helps. Again, it's um, super important that we have the people around us that can explain a lot of it. Let's see. I also think when a child is identified as a bully, the school should place them in a meeting with the school psychologist because quite often the bully is being abused or has a mental health illness and they are struggling as well. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. I like this right here. Uh, Shannon, I, so Child Protective Services, but I still don't know what OFC is. Let me read this. It's crucial that these conversations about liberty occur with friends in person, if possible. Lead with empathy first. Empathy towards others is an easy launching pad for common ground. Nate, my man, you're speaking my language. Your approach is everything. Now, we do have a situation in my own. Let me, let me say this real quick, Shannon. We do have an issue in our own family with some CPS stuff right now, Child Protective Services and oh, Office of Children's. Yeah, I've never heard that term before. I'm sorry. <clears throat> Office of Children's Services, OFC. Uh, CPS, yes. 
child protective services. Um, we do have a very significant issue in our own family right now with one of our siblings. And um, it is absolutely brutal. Absolutely brutal. And um, it, it's it going to be a long battle in court. I mean, I don't know what to do about that stuff. Again, I'm not the policy law guy, right? All I can do is when you know I found out about the situation is basically try to find some lawyers. Um, a lot, of, a lot of it is lies. What's going on, or all of it probably? Uh, I've been over there a bunch. Um, according to what's going on with the legal side of it, ha, is nowhere near, or with the testimony side of it, is nowhere near what's actually been going on. I know this. I've been there a bunch, and so it, it's rough. I mean, I, I it floors me that. People wouldn't do a proper investigation. They're just basing these or in my situation, it's going to differ for everybody in every state and all that. In my family situation, this incident was uh, there was no investigation. It was just um, a situation where some things were. Uh, I'm trying to say this right because I, I can't really say much. Anyway, let me say it like this. Um, it was a bunch of lies, right? And I know this firsthand. So now we got to go to court for it. They'll be in court for it. And, and there was no investigation. It was just a knock on the door. All of a sudden, you know, it was, it's a split home kids in split home dad. And, and dad was saying one thing and that wasn't going on. And, and there they are showing up with papers. Um, incredible. No court case, no investigation, nothing, just papers. And so that, that's all I really have to say about that, Shannon, because I, I probably said too much or and sounded real dumb trying to say what I'm saying because I'm trying to be very careful about what I'm saying. Um, I can't, I just really kind of can't with that right now. Um, and I don't know enough about it. Like I told you, I'll be honest with you. I don't know enough about it. I'm not a policy law guy, but I give this platform, I facilitate this space so that y'all can help each other out and help me out. Um, and learning this stuff. Let's see. Essie, I've had to deal with CPS who would be called by the school to report my ex. And when they investigate, they found nothing substantial. Yet when I fought in court to remove my kids from his care, CPS sided with him and said to leave the kids in with their dad because I lived out of state. And again, that's where I'm saying it's, it's so, so muddy, right? I mean, it, it, there, there's no real like standard for this stuff. And, um, I haven't found that yet. And I've got a situation in my other family, still my family, but um, different side of the family where it was like, you know, if you were wanting somebody to be involved and be like, hey, look, something's got to happen here, you know, then you would have wanted that. And so it's just so specific. It's just, <laughs> Shannon says muddied waters. Oh, you know what? Let me go back to the original post here because I feel like I'm just rambling about nonsense because I really don't know what I'm talking about. And so... 
I mean, I got an idea. I can point us in the right direction. That's about my best on some of this stuff, right? I can point you in the right direction. Let's see. Comments. Bull Johnson. Travis Bull Johnson running for Congress. Minnesota says, why can you not look at the Israeli-Palestinian conflict objectively without being called an anti-Semite in the LP? Uh, you know, again, going back to not, well, no, not really going back to that. Um, I just think that there's also a lot of information that we don't know. I'll say that I'm an ex, I'm a veteran and there's things that we don't know about that situation over there. And so that's why I think it's best to keep our, I guess I am going back to that. (laughs) I think it's best to keep our focus here. You know, affect the things that we can we can change. Um, if you have an ability to make a positive change over there, yes, do that. And I hope to God I'm making some change over there. I'm, I mean, I doubt anybody's watching this or following me over there. But if they are, I would say, you know, we love you. Please, let's just find middle ground. With a, a hate war, a hate war. Um, why is Bull Johnson on YouTube side and not here with me, traitor? Harsh words coming from the campaign manager. Oof. Yeah, put you on blast there. All right. TJ, we can talk about how Tex-Mex is better than Cajun food. Mostly laugh reacts for obvious reasons. Moving on. Brian says, let's talk about cool new apps. Brian's a friend of mine. He's in the Mississippi LP party. He's a journalist. He's winning awards. Uh, Well, he's already won awards. He's going to be receiving them in July. Um, But in June, uh, Brian is also actually authoring an app. And I don't know if I'm even saying that right. He's creating one. Colton Phillips, YouTube's for winners. Thank you, my man. Yes. Uh, Brian is creating an app. Really, he's about to launch it. And so it's going to be a good open forum debate app and um i'm actually gonna have him on the show he's an award-winning journalist and uh, uh, that's incredible um bull johnson huh (laughs) all right so usually i keep i cap these things at an hour but i feel like that i ran my mouth and so i am looking to see if i can get anything covered i try to keep them at 45 minutes because uh you know people want to get in and engage and um a lot of people are not going to click on a video that's an hour plus long but with that being said i have finished my comments from the earlier posts and everybody's just having fun in the comment section now so Let me say this. I'll end it here. We have 37. We're at 37 minutes in the halfway mark. So no later than 40 minutes. So I've got about two and a half minutes to say something that I think, and I'm I'm shooting this off the cuff, that I think is extraordinarily important and that I haven't covered yet. And uh, we talked about it today in the clubhouse. A big deal for me is police reform. And, a big reason for that is because 
like I've told y'all before and I've gone over before, I'm a former addict, um, severe. I spent a long time in rehab. I spent a lot of time in jail. I spent a lot of time with these butthole um, officers, the ones that are buttholes. I, um, I believe that what we need above and be above all is accountability. Um, we need to have a standard set that has to be obeyed, right? If we're going to claim that we're a country of law and order, then there must be law and order for the people that are trying to uphold the law and order. It cannot be one standard for some and another standard for others. And I carry every day, all day. Uh, they should be held to the same standard as I am. I cannot just pull my gun out on somebody and shoot them because I feel like they're a threat. There will be consequences. Okay. Yes, I understand that they're put in positions more than I am throughout the day. You still have to have consequences because we can't just shoot people. It is part of the job, whether you want to hear that or not. When you put that uniform on, when you sign up for that, it is part of the job. It is in the label protect and serve first. You can't, it, we have to be able to hold them accountable. Ending qualified immunity is a big deal for me because then we're forcing each individual officer to get insurance. That way he's forced to make uh, good decisions because he can be held accountable. Uh, there should be body cams for every cop, plus some backups for the backups. And if you don't have your body cam on, any, on your person and on at any time for any reason, you should face consequences. And then the law in court has to uphold these consequences. We know this stuff is wrong. You know, we know that a lot of it is due to training. That's obvious. And so we really need to dive into looking at police reform because, well, I, you know, I, I probably most of us libertarians are on board for this. The left is on board for this. So we're really talking to the right. And so what I would say to them is if, we can take one small step and I'm going to use a Donald rainwater quote. Uh, we'll be a little bit free tomorrow than we are today. We take one small step towards protecting the officers as well. Why are we pulling people over victimless crime, victimless crimes? That officer was just murdered the other day because he pulled a guy over that had tinted windows. Why? That's a ridiculous reason to pull somebody over. We need to end victimless crimes. We need to end this fake war on drugs. And we can protect our citizens and we can protect our officers. And then we can get better training. We can get reform. And our tax money that we're working with right now can be put to better use. Period. Let's save lives. We have to be smart about this. I mean, it's just, and it's not even that complicated to me, really. There's no reason an officer should, if you're justifying an officer getting murdered in the street because he pulled somebody over for tinted windows because you're a Blue Lives Matter person and he was just upholding the law, that's the that's cognitive dissonance at its worst. I mean, there's no reason we should be pulling people over and arresting people for victimless crimes. No victim, no crime. Saves. Our lives saves officers' lives. So if you're all lives matter crew, this should be an easy one. Isn't requiring in, whoops, sorry, 
Comments rolling in. Ah, did it again. They're fast. Sorry. Isn't requiring insurance just another form of regulation? They're already working for the government. And so why wouldn't we require them to have insurance? Or no insurance for anybody. You know, just as long as uh, if they shoot somebody, you can take them to court. And if that person was guilty and they had a firearm and they were a real threat, then that cop goes home. If it turns out that that person was not a real threat and that cop could have done a thousand other things better and saved his and everybody else's life, then he will go to jail. That's as basic, basic as I could put it. I'm a simple guy. I like to look at it in a simple manner. And I set a time limit on it like four times, missed it every time, butchered it. Not a big deal. A lot of comments. Uh, way overboard on time. Sorry about that. You know, I like to keep these things short. So um, as soon as I get off here, I will be putting a promo out uh, for tomorrow's interview, which is going to be an awesome interview. It's another podcaster. She's you know, like a Twitter queen and um, has a heard. She has a co-host as well. They, they do a show and it has a ton of followers. They're, they're way better at this than I am. But big voice in the liberty movement, like huge voice in the liberty movement, living in Los Angeles, California. And so got to hear what she has to say. She's saying kind of the same things that I say about the language that we're speaking. So with that being said, I will see y'all tomorrow. Same Cajun time, same Cajun panel. I love all y'all. I'm out.